Let it go. Wow. That, all that was without a mic. You know what God's saying right now? <laughs> uh, I'm going to do the new thing. I'm going to do the new thing with or without you. With the mic on, with the mic off. You think your preaching is going to produce a new thing? I don't think so. For those of you listening online, just let it go. Wow. Just let it all go. Let your perception of people go. Significant people in your life, relationships you have, we freeze frame people, don't we? We freeze, oh, I know what that person's like. I know what you're like. Maybe you haven't seen the person in a year, but you know what they're like. Really? Let me ask you a question. Are you the same person you were a year ago? Oh, so God's working on you, but not anybody else? He, he, he's committed and faithful to helping you not be an idiot and become more like his son, Jesus. But that person that hurt me five years ago, I know them. I don't think so. I think God's faithful. I think he makes his son to rise on the good and the, and the bad, the unjust and the just. God's at work doing new things in everybody's lives every day. You've got to let the perception of that person go. Let go of the past. Here's a great passage, a great passage to show you uh, an illustration of what I'm talking about. In the, uh, the book of Second uh, Kings, the first Kings, chapter 19. This is God speaking to the greatest prophet alive, and he wants him to recruit a young prophet. And listen to what happens here in verse 19. So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him. And he was with them when he was with the 12th yoke of oxen. He's out there plowing in his field. He's at work. He's he's farmer. Then Elijah, the prophet, passes by him and throws his mantle on him. New thing. What does Elisha do? And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Please let me kiss my father and my mother, then I will follow you. And he said, Go back again. What have I done to you? That's a, that was a test. So Elisha turned back from him, took a yoke of oxen, slaughtered them, and boiled their flesh. Using the oxen's equipment. What was he doing? You need to slaughter the past and boil its flesh. You need to let it go. I remember when Sam and Josiah used to grab a hold of my ankles, you know, when they were younger. You know, and I drag them through the house like this, across the floor. You ever done that with your kids before? Come on, dads. You know, yeah. Over 50, you don't do it. But under 50, you do that, right? Yeah. Oh. 
Well, 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 here's the thing. Recently we tried to do it, and they've grown up, and they're a lot heavier and fatter. And I'm going like this, and I can't pull them anymore. I can't do it anymore. And that's what your offense is like. That is what unforgiveness is like. That is what shame is like. That is what holding your spouse hostage to the mistake they made 10 years ago is like. They just grow and fester and get heavier and heavier. And you're trying to run with God with all that weight. You've got to do what Elijah did. Slaughter it and burn its flesh and bury it and move on. Can I hear an amen? Paul says it this way, the Apostle Paul. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing. Everybody say one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. And this is the second part of it. The first part of that scripture we read about what God's going to do in your life, a new thing. He says, forget, do not remember, do not consider the old thing. On the new thing. God's at work right now, today. And we've got to cleanse our lenses and see what he's doing. Recognize it. Get involved with it. It's a choice. Do you know that research shows that happy people seek out the positive, seek out the positive and are grateful for it? Unhappy people find the negativity in everything. People, here's a, here's a, a, a fact. People who have this negative habit of mind miss 50% of the positivity that outside objectors, objective observers see. Have you ever met somebody, you ever known somebody that is so negative and all these opportunities are coming by them, great people in their lives, God's uh, doing wonderful things, but they just don't see it because they're caught in such negativity? Raise your hand if you know anybody like that. Okay, now elbow the person next to you. This is a a, uh, scientific fact. Social scientists doing um, tests, social tests on people who are negative versus positive. You and I miss what God's doing when we are focused on the negative. I don't want you to miss God this year. So the positive habit of mind is actually more accurate. You know, they say that the sin of young men is lust. The sin of middle-aged men is cynicism. Well, you've lived enough life and you've had enough disappointments that you just are cynical. Yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, I've tried that before. Well, okay, you're done. Might as well just go to bed and don't get up. Because nobody likes you anyway. <laughs> Nobody likes you at the party. Fresh faith. I am praying today that cynicism is replaced with fresh faith from God. Yeah. I'm just, 
having a difficult time today. Maybe you need to leave behind a negative, pessimistic mindset. Have the restoration of childlike faith. For some of you, it is to let go of pity. Self-pity is so rewarding, except it, 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 it literally derails your destiny and causes you to miss God. But literally, there's a payoff there that some people really, really like. I like self-pity sometimes. I like people to see how much I'm sacrificing, how much I've done, how la- much lack of appreciation I'm getting for it. I mean, you're, everybody's flesh loves self-pity. Some, are, some like it more than others, but we all like that. But that self-pity will rob you of the move of God in your life. You've got to decide, I'm trading in my dang self-pity. I'm trading it in right now, here today, I'm trading it in. No more self-pity. I don't need people's attention about how, how hard I've worked. I want to walk with God. You know, when God's people came out of slavery, their identity was slaves. Their mentality was we are slaves. We've been slaves for 430 years. That's who we are. When God delivered his people out of Egypt, do you know what he called them? What God called them? This is so awesome. You know what God called them? My army. Oh, isn't that awesome? Their identity was, we are slaves. God's identity on them was, that's my army. He had to change their mentality before they could take the promised land. That was right there. That was worth the whole thing for somebody. This is a simple illustration, but I saw my wife post something on Facebook recently. My wife just went through uh, cancer last year. Uh, she had just started her Ph.D. program, and the first semester, she gets hit with breast cancer. Last year was the worst year of our lives and the best year of our lives because of what God did in and through us. It's just amazing what suffering can produce if you walk through the valley with Jesus. And so now she's back in school, and she just got a report card, 4.0 or 3.89 because one of her huh? 3.99 because one of her professors wouldn't give her an A. She had to do an A minus and jack her GPA. But here she's getting straight A's. So, according to her, it jacked her GPA. 3.99. Yeah. Forget the former things. Let it go. Everybody say, let it go. All right. (laughs) So, she's on campus uh, a few weeks ago, and, and she sees this leaf drop from the sky right onto her laptop. And she wrote this. This week is finals, and I was sitting on a bench, furiously finishing a paper between classes. Then this specimen, what terminology that scientists use, I call it a leaf. <laughs> and... Then this specimen slowly floated down in front of me, landing on my laptop. 
I paused to admire how intricate it was, and then I noticed that the campus bell tower next to me had begun playing joy to the world. It was a sweet respite in a frenetic week. I was reminded that we usually don't have to go out of our way to find beauty. Often we just have to look up from what we're doing to notice it. Now, this might seem obvious, a leaf, a leaf on a laptop, anybody could see that, but I believe God is doing things right in front of your face today and will this year that will be really obvious if you just look for it. One of the best ways to do this is to be in the Word and Prayer every day, which is 2017 Word and Prayer plan. You can go on our website and click on that banner, and you're going to have a Bible plan and the Lord's Prayer guide to help you out with that. But committing today to get into the Word and Prayer to hear God's Word, hear His voice is so important. And I'm going to close with this. I'm going to pray over you, and then we're going to have uh, Stephanie Demi come up, who heads up our mission. She's taking a team to India this Wednesday to go share Christ with people who've never even heard his name. And we're going to believe with them as a congregation for souls and more souls. But once you have let go of the past in your mind, which we're going to do in just a moment, I'm going to have you stand in just a moment, and we're going to let some stuff go. And choose to focus on the future. But we all know that on New Year's Day, we can all do that. But it's on about January 15th, that those demons try to crawl back up into your bed, right? Try to crawl, crawl back into your mind, try to come back into the front door of your house. And the key is to stay focused on the new thing. Staying focused is critical. Satan's going to try to knock you off your new path, your fresh faith. Look what the Apostle Paul says. As for me, I have already been poured out as I am... Uh, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearance. Do you know that passage we looked at with Elijah and Elisha? You know that after Elijah threw his mantle on Elijah, Elisha, Elijah threw his mantle on Elisha, he received the mantle. But do you know that he had to daily focus on following Elijah and not losing focus? And Elijah even tested him. He said, I'm going to this town over here. You, you stay in that town. I'm going to this town. And Elisha says, no way, Jack. I'm following you everywhere you go. He goes to another town. He says, now you stay here. I'm going to this town. And Elisha says to Elijah, no, I'm following you everywhere you go. I'm going to this town. You stay in that town. Says, no, I'm following you everywhere you go. And he said, I want a double anointing that's on your life. He wouldn't lose focus. He didn't think about his mom and dad, didn't think about his oxen, didn't think about his farm. When times got tough, ministry, he didn't think, I'm going to go back. Three days before I got hired full-time on the staff out in East County in this church out there, I took this job. Uh, cutting trees here in San Diego, climbing trees, cutting down palm trees, putting these big trunks into this truck. I mean, it was three days of murder. I mean, it was hard, man. And I had the flu. 
every night, in the middle of the night, I would break this cold sweat, and my sheets were soaked. 5 a.m., the truck's, truck truck is honking out front. Honk, honk. I get out there with these other construction guys, drive to the site all day long, man, working in that hot sun, cutting down trees. That night, I'd break into a cold sweat. 5 a.m., honk, honk. Did that three days solid. On the fourth day, I get a call from my pastor. We'd like to hire you full time. Are you interested? Yes. And the Lord spoke to me out of that experience and said, when ministry gets tough, don't think the grass is greener on the other side. I've wanted to quit so many times, I cannot count them. And so have you. But you just trade your luggage in for a new brand. Life's hard. Trials are here to stay. It's enduring the trials. Staying focused. When you said, I do, at the altar, that was forever. Stay focused. I decided yesterday, after another confrontation with one of my children, I'm not going to parent anymore. <laughs> I decided that. I drove away, dropped my child off at their friend's house, and I said, I'm not, gonna parent. I'm not parenting that one anymore. <laughs> the problem is they're 12. So they're going to be in the house. you got to stay focused. And Elijah said to Elijah, it, Elijah said to Elijah, if you see me the day I leave, you'll get my double anointing. And he got the double anointing because he did not lose focus. Aren't you glad Jesus didn't lose focus when he went to Calvary for you and for me? He's in the garden bleeding out of his face and says, Father, is there any other way? Jesus wanted out. He wanted to quit. He knew what was about to happen to him. He did not want to go through it. And God said, no, this is the only way. You've got to stay at this job. You've got to stay at this school. You're going to stay in this marriage. You're going to stay in this church. You're going to keep on the call. You're going to keep doing it. This is, this is it. Through, not around, not under. Through, not out. Through. Thank God Jesus stayed faithful, stayed focused, so you and I could have the chance to have our sins forgiven and go to heaven with him forever. And there are people depending on you. There are people counting on your faithfulness. Woo! Mufasa. And if you stay focused, you're going to bear new fruit. If you stay focused, you're going to bear new fruit. I want to apply this and then I want to talk about what God's doing in our church. Have Stephanie come up. But I want to apply this right now. You know, Jesus said there's four levels of fruitfulness. Do you know that when you go to heaven, you're not going to take your money with you? You're not going to take your job with you? You're not going to take your spouse with you? You're not going to take your friends with you? You're not going to take your trophies with you? You're not going to take anything from this earth with you other than what Jesus calls fruit. Fruitfulness. What did you do for Jesus while you're in the earth. That's fruitfulness. And you walk across the finish line into heaven. You see him face to face. And then all these earthly accolades and, accol and, and accumulation of things are just going to be gone. And all that's there is what you did for Jesus while you were in the earth as a Christian. That's called fruitfulness. And Jesus said there's four levels of fruit. One is no fruit. 
Secondly, it's fruit. Thirdly, it's more fruit. And fourth, is much fruit. How many of you want to bear much fruit for Jesus in 2017? All right, so let's all stand on our feet. We're going to apply this. Okay, now you right now with the Holy Spirit need to decide with the Holy Spirit's help. You can ask the Holy Spirit, what is it? What monkey are you going to leave in 2016? What goblin are you going to leave behind? What slime, what shame, what failure, what mindset, negativity, offense, sin addiction, cynicism, blaming others, self-pity. I'm just giving you some options. Now, I'm doing this, too, because I've got my own baggage. So right now, I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit will reveal to you what you need to leave here today. Holy Spirit, I pray right now as we have this moment of Holy Spirit application. Holy Spirit, bring to the hearts and the minds of every one of us in this room. What are the things that we've been nursing, cursing, and rehearsing that you're done with and you want us to move on? Now just let the Holy Spirit reveal them to your heart right now. I believe I just saw by the Holy Spirit, someone here needs to forgive your father. Holding you back. God's doing a new thing. I believe I hear the Holy Spirit saying, are you willing to let it go? Aren't you exhausted? Aren't you tired? Let me have it. So you can go free. Okay, now whatever that thing or things are, begin to drop them right now. Just begin to drop them. Just begin to drop them. Yeah, it's going to make you a little vulnerable. But you need the faith of a child again. To see God do miraculous things this year. Now just confess it to him. Say, I'm dropping this, Lord. It's, it's putrid in your sight. I'm dropping this. I'm done with it. Okay, now turn in your mind to the new thing. Just turn. You can even do it physically if you want. Just turn and say, Lord, open my eyes to what you are doing now. Just say that to him. Say, Lord, open my eyes to what you are doing now. Now let the Holy Spirit show you some stuff. Just just take a moment.